Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Oh, uh, let's see, Stone. Who should I Who should I uh, talk about here? Oh, you know what? Why don't we talk about some air conditioning? Oh, please. It's hot. Please. It's hot and disgusting. I mean, this morning I walked out of my house, went on a little run, a little six and a half miler, getting it in, getting this body right. No breeze, 80 degrees, just horrific, humid, awful, and it's October 11th. I mean, what are we doing here? If your inside feels like the outside, that's not good. That is, uh, that, that's not tenable. That's not sustainable. And that's why you need an AC unit that's working and working at its highest level. And that's why you need EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. They've been doing it since 2006. They're family owned and operated. And in a best case situation, you want to maintain the AC unit so you don't have the AC unit flat out die on you unexpectedly. Then you're screwed. Theo went through it. And he had to, after hours, go to edsairconditioning.com, say, please help me save me. Now, if Theo had the gold plan then, he would occasionally have one of the fine folks at EDS coming through, checking the status of the AC unit, cleaning it up, making sure it's running in pristine fashion so he didn't have to go through that. The gold plan, that's the way to go. And they're always trying to help you get that AC unit to its warranty. Now, guess what Theo has after his traumatic AC experience? The gold plan. Living my life like it's golden. That's right. EDS is yes. Ken, there's so many AC options in South Florida. I go, how do I know? How do I? Guys, I'm making it easy for you. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com and they're versatile. It's not just AC with EDS. It's air quality in your home. It's plumbing needs as well. It's EDS, edsairconditioning.com, edsairconditioning.com, servicing Palm Beach County and surrounding areas since 2006. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Uh, Stone Labanowitz, uh, we, uh, we, we forgot to do something. Every single year, this time of year, we like to make sure that we tap in with our expert here on ESPN 106.3 and LaVica, Theo, and Stone. It is time now for the first edition of Theo Dorsey's NHL Preview here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Yes. Theo, what did you think of the Stanley Cup champs last night? Let me tell you something, man. All right? That team that beat the Florida Panthers. All right? That team, you want me to talk about that team? The one that beat the Florida Panthers? That's right. You're talking about the Vegas Golden Knights, baby? I had to jog my memory <laughs> from back in uh back in May when we were covering those. Mm-hmm. Uh, NHL opening night last night. The Vegas Golden Knights, here's the thing, man. You can't rest on your laurels. You guys are coming off a championship parade. I get it. It was a long offseason, but a performance like that, I expect better out of the champs. Vegas Golden Knights, you disappoint me, man. Last night's final, Las Vegas 4, the Kraken 1. And that's not enough points. You got to score more goals if you really want to repeat. All right? I expect excellence. Now, 4 is good. 4 is good. Give me 5. Right? (laughs) 
That's what everybody says when they want a high five. Last night, we finally saw the 18-year-old sensation and Connor Bedard come out hot. End up, uh, well, I won't say the result. You tell the result of last night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. What do you think Connor Bedard's team's going to do this year, Theo? The Nashville Predators aren't the kind of team that you want to go up against, but the Calgary Flame Mm -hmm. are, and these are all NHL teams. Yep, for sure. Um, So if you're talking about the Dallas Stars, then you're going to want to go more east. Yep. And then I want to go to Chicago, though. Oh, okay. I want to go to the Windy City. I'm actually going there this weekend. Oh, cool. Because I know how great this 18-year-old phenom is, and also I have a bridal shower to attend. And I want to say the Blackhawks are going to make the Stanley Cup playoffs this year because of him. There you go. Because of him. That is Theo Dorsey's part one of his NHL preview here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. That was not in the uh, production meeting, by the way. (laughs) Wasn't in the show notes. Uh, (laughs) I I want to – Dylan Brooks. I just love that he was praying that Vegas lost last night. Yeah. And I do like – it it took him a good 15 seconds to remember who won the Stanley Cup last year as well. (laughs) Well (laughs) – that's good. No, it's good. It's good. And I covered the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, last uh, last night, Dylan Brooks, uh, newly minted Houston Rocket, the same Dylan Brooks who called out LeBron and his age during the playoffs last year, then promptly proceeded to get embarrassed Ooh. so badly on the floor that the Memphis Grizzlies no longer wanted anything to do with Dylan Brooks. The same Dylan Brooks who played for Team Canada in the World Championships and embarrassed himself so badly that uh, he was mocked by Nikola Jovic mm. of the Miami Heat, whose Serbian team beat Canada in the semifinals of the World Championships. A Dylan Brooks who has found refuge with the Houston Rockets. Well, Dylan Brooks has a reputation, Theo. He has a reputation of someone who can't hit a jump shot, but also somebody who's a little bit of a, a dirty player, right? Like, Dylan Brooks went corny basketball heel mode in the postseason last year. Yeah. And I think it cost him his job with the Memphis Grizzlies because he really, he lessened his brand and he had people laughing at him. Right, and the, and the crazy thing is, is he expanded his brand in the greater sense. Like, we know who Dylan Brooks is, but we know him as a more negative, you know, feel a negative addition to a team. So, yeah, it's counterproductive. But he got a bag, a little bit of a bag. It was NBA preseason game number one last night for the Houston Rockets, Dylan Brooks' team against the Indiana Pacers. Mm. And this is just a couple of minutes in. A couple of minutes in. First quarter between the Rockets and the Pacers last night. And uh, here is uh, here's what happened to Dylan Brooks on the Houston Rockets television broadcast. And when you have a guy that just makes you have a long night... <laughs> There's another one, a bit of an elbow there to Tice, who is shaking up a little bit. He just took out two guys on that play, Craig. Forgive me, Craig. I love it. Okay. And I love it. And now Tice and Brooks have some words with one another. Yeah, Tice not happy about the low blow there. He hit him in the package. Looks like he got him in the man parts. I didn't see a wind-up. It looks like he was just running through the play. Got to get a better look. The officials are going to look at this. Perhaps do we have our first flagrant for Dylan Brooks of the preseason. I love it. I love it. Get it out the way. I don't know if they count. Do the flagrants, do they count no, they don't, it? They don't do they add up? No, get them all. No, get, out, get out the way, right? But, uh, <laughs> that's back-to-back fouls on him. And then, again, that one below the belt. And now the officials will try to determine whether or not that was unnecessary. 
And that will determine whether or not they upgrade this to a flagrant one or because of the unnecessary contact. But obviously they also thought it was excessive contact for Dylan Brooks. So his first outing with the Rockets here in the preseason is a short-lived one. So he gets he ejected from the game. Dylan Brooks ejected from the game. Double technical. Uh, at least Mario Ellie on AT&T Sportsnet, quote, loved it. He loved seeing one man hit another man in the crotch. That was weird. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's this, what are you doing? Are they are they are they romanticizing Dylan Brooks being a complete turd? That's what that sounded like last night. Oh, I love it. I love it. Hit hit more packages. I love it. I there's no it's inexcusable from him. Maybe he just I, it seemed like he was saying he loved it before he realized what the actual move was, but then he never really backed off of it. No. He seemed to be oh, kind of jovial about it oh, afterwards. Oh, Dylan Brooks, he package punched him. Yeah. Oh, he sack smacked him. Oh, that's cool. Nothing lower, man. Nothing lower. Lame. And I get it. He's going through the screen. Your arm might flail a little bit, but he had a little bit of follow through with that. Yeah. It was like an uppercut through the, uh, and, and, and then also your reputation. Right. Proceeds. But it was, it was clearly, it was clearly unnecessary. Like if you look at the ple- replay, he's fighting through a screen. Yeah. He, he clearly was trying to make contact with this dude's sack. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, after the game, Dylan Brooks, woe is me, the victim. But Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks named himself. He nicknamed himself last night. Here's Dylan Brooks after the game that he was ejected from. What happened on the play with the uh, flagrant foul? Uh, Try to navigate a screen. Um, I might have tapped him below the below the waist, but um, you know he got right back up and I don't know. It's just uh, it's weird uh, that every time that happens to me, I get picked on. So, um, but I guess it's just a part of my reputation. You, you feel like you're is a target on you? I don't know. What's the name? What's my name? My name is Dylan the Villain. So oh my god. He called himself flat out Dylan the Villain. Dylan the Villain. He loves it, by the way. Oh yeah, he loves it. But that's also, I mean, that's so corny. Dylan the Villain. That ain't it, man. Like if that if that's how you're gonna brand yourself, that ain't it. Not after LeBron embarrassed you last year. <laughs> like, come on. He said, "What's my name, man? What's my name?" And nobody knew. Yeah, they were like, nobody uh, knew. They're like, yeah. uh, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, Dylan the villain, man. Dylan, you haven't read? You didn't see that one tweet where they <laughs> called me Dylan the villain. Dylan, <laughs> the villain. So whack. He's so whack. He's so whack. I know. I know, and he, he's he. The problem is he's not very good. Yeah, and now he's, he's a gonna, great defender, really great defender, really great defender, Fine. perimeter defender. But he's that's so like, one-dimensional. The problem with him being this whole great defender thing is like <laughs> he's absolutely atrocious on offense. Right, atrocious train Four wreck shot selection. And then if the, one of the easiest things to game plan against on offense, a lot of times is a guy who's just a great one-on-one perimeter defender. Because you just get him screened off of you, and then he's holding Duncan Robinson in the corner, and then guess what? You attack the guy that's not as good of a perimeter right. defender. Right. It's not like he's a great help side defender. He's not like he's his his strengths are so so easily calculated against that I don't understand why this was even a good move. And I don't want to hear about how you're such a good defender when you can't hit ten footers. Uh, Dylan, the villain, Dylan Brooks. Uh, then there's a villain of a different sort. 
This was yesterday on the Pat McAfee show. Well, boy, did we have a bunch of giggles with uh, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. Uh, you know that Travis Kelsey, you've seen him on TV. He does uh, commercials for Pfizer. Uh, and he says, go get your COVID booster. Fair enough. Uh, and, and Aaron Rodgers, we know Aaron Rodgers. He, uh, boy, does he think he's the smartest man in the room. Self-proclaimed smartest man in the room. Just ask him. Aaron Rodgers, we know he has conspiratorial thoughts about the COVID vaccine. Remember, he was, uh, he, was, uh, he, he, was, he was not vaccinated. He was, what was the word that, uh, that he used? Uh, immunized. 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 Not vaccinated. Immunized. Got him in a little bit of a trouble a couple, uh, couple of years ago. Um, well, Aaron Rodgers, he's going he's gonna to do his research. And he's going to tell you why uh, the big pharmaceutical brands like Pfizer, uh, they're, 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 they're in it for the money. And in fact, uh, Pfizer, hey, there's a chance. He, he lives in the same neighborhood as, hey, they introduced the COVID, the, the, the COVID illness so that they could sell you the vaccine and make money off your back. That's part of the conspiracy theory that Aaron Rodgers lives in. And uh, never mind the fact that, that Aaron Rodgers, the, the owner of the Jets, he gets his money from Johnson, the Johnson & Johnson fortune who have a, oh, a COVID vaccine. Weird. Oh, we, won't, we won't pay attention to yeah. that. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, he went on the Pat McAfee show. And uh, last week he called Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer on the Pat McAfee show. But now he's really leaning into it. It's clear this man has too much time on his hands. Here's Aaron Rodgers yesterday, um, unprovoked. On Travis Kelsey on the Pat McAfee show. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I mean, with the stash right now, I look like a guy named Mr. Pfizer. Um, who knew? Who knew I'd get into the Vax wars with Aaron Rodgers, man? It's <laughs> Mr. Pfizer versus uh, the Johnson and Johnson family over there, man. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so, so Aaron Rodgers, uh, just, just being that was being a turd. And that was Travis Kelsey. That was, that was Travis Kelsey. The response to Aaron Rodgers. So now Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Uh, the response to it. Uh, so Stone's going to uh, Stone's going to to find that. Yes. And so uh, when Stone finds that, yes. we'll hear what Aaron Rodgers said yesterday and continue on with the angle that we're taking. Of course. But it was it was very very annoying yesterday on Pat McAfee. Here's the correct cut. There it is. Here's the correct cut. Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. I mean, listen. You know, Mr. Pfizer said he didn't think he'd be in a vax war with me. Oh, boy. Didn't he be in a vax war with me? This ain't a war, homie. This is just conversation. But if you want to have some sort of uh, duel, debate, what? have me on the podcast. Come on the show. Let's have a conversation. Oh, oh let's okay. Do it. Pass it out. Let's do it like uh, like in uh, John Wick 4, right? So we both have a second. Nice. Right? So somebody to help us out. I'm going to take my man. RFK Jr. Oh, my. Independent. Hell, yeah. Right? And he can mm-hmm. have, you know, Tony Fauci or oh, some man. other pharmacrat, and we can have a conversation about this. Okay. Well, I'm happy we got that sorted. Thought for sure you are going with Rogan, but True. obviously, Dr. Joe Rogan, I apologize. All right, so there's but that. So at least we had a good old giggle time. Like, there, there, is, there is nobody. There's nobody talking about this anymore yeah like why 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 is aaron Rodgers continually going to the covid vaccine well like what are we doing here he knows that's what gets the people riled up though. no but i but only a small pocket of people like a small angry 
portion of white male America is like, ah, yeah, that's right. That's right, Aaron. Stand up for it. Yeah. Like, I, but who's watching Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee saying, man, I hope he takes a shot at Big Pharma. Come on, Aaron. Come on, Aaron. Step up to the plate. Who, what is he doing? Yeah. Hey, and, and anytime anybody says, I'll debate you, I'll debate you, I'll debate you. That means, and I'm sure there are some people listening right now who love to do it with family members or with friends. How about we have a debate? How about we have a debate about the COVID vaccine? How about we have a debate about don't say gay? How about we have a debate about transgender? How about we have a debate? Anytime anybody says, let's have a debate, they are so pathetic and insecure. Ignore them. Walk away. It's not worth your time. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing there. It is clear he has so much time on his hands. Like Aaron, sorry. I don't think Travis Kelsey has time for debate. He has actual football to play. Yeah, yeah. And it, this reminds me, when you say that about like family members and stuff, I feel like I've never had more theological or political or whatever debates than like that first five to six months of my college tenure. That freshman year when you're meeting all these people from these different backgrounds with all these mm-hmm. perspectives that think they're the smartest person in the room and everybody wants to stay up until 2 a.m. debating about their side of things. I feel like that's where Aaron Rodgers thrives which is partially why I think he loves doing all these media appearances on on oh, yeah. uh, on on Pat McAfee's show, and he loves putting stuff out there. Let's have a debate. Like that's what he would prefer to do right now, especially in his downtime, as he waits until hopefully next season. Nothing, nothing gets Aaron Rodgers off more than thinking he's owning the libs. Yeah, like, that that is the most gratifying thing to him. It, it, it's what what makes him feel something. It's got to be fun. Is a hey, triggered. You triggered. He used the trigger word yesterday. Yeah. You triggered. I triggered some people. He said, "Quote was it not absolutely incredible last week? People getting absolutely triggered." Yeah, that's what that's what makes him feel tingles. Yeah. Like he loves that. I love it for him. I I fine, but <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it's gets just you off, so, man. Like we've been we, we've been through that months ago, years ago. Like we're done with that. Like this whole debate culture, I'll debate you, debate. Like Charlie Kirk, Ben Shapiro, come debate me on my 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 computer radio show, on my YouTube. You come come debate me, come debate. It's so stupid. It it's such a waste of time. Because anybody who says come debate me doesn't actually want to have an educated back and forth. They want to just try and own the other person. There's nothing to be said about having a debate. Like today, when we started the show, clearly disagreeing with who's top five, uh, who, who's the top player in the NFL through five weeks. Like that was a debate. That was us listening. Anybody who says, hey, let's have a debate. Let's go debate. Invites you for a debate. They're not willing to actually opening their minds. The point of a debate is to make points and come to common ground. Nobody who says let's debate wants to actually come to a common ground on anything. Like, if you come to the table to Aaron Rodgers with, well, this is, according to um, the World Health Organization, how many lives the vaccine has saved, Aaron Rodgers will say, uh-uh, nope, 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 fake news, fake numbers, it makes you grow a third arm, and you're going to become a zombie. Like, it, there's no, there's no, like, there's no coming to terms with that person. So what's the point of that? It's just such loser stuff. It's such villain stuff from Aaron Rodgers, and I think part of it is an act. Like, I think at yeah, this he point, it. he likes being the heel. A part yeah. of him likes being the heel, especially with some downtime now. A little smug. He gets to be like, yeah. turn his nose up a little bit. But also, you're talking about how people aren't supposed to dunk on people in genuine debate. And you dunked on my guy, Stone Labanowitz, saying he couldn't throw that fade to Tyreek Hill. Was that a dunk? Or was that like a... He it was an it. opinion. He, he, 
It wasn't a dunk. I feel like he tried to dunk. He said there's no way you could do it, and I have but faith he, in you to do he, it. But he can't dunk the basketball. So it would be more like a like a you know a layup. His version finger of a roll. finger roll, possibly. Why but are you saying he can make a finger roll? Ah. I can make a finger roll. I can make a forty-five year old, uh, a forty-five year old uh, go ball, a forty-five yard, yard throw more than you can make a finger roll. Oh, yeah, probably. But I'm just saying that there's no way you're leading Tyreek Hill. Easy. He would overrun your, your, your path. That's all I'm saying. You've had to call me Noodle Arm. Is that what was about to come out over there? I'm just you saying, know I can do it. I'm just saying. So we know that. I'm just saying that Tua's release is a little quicker than yours. No, no doubt about you it. You have a little loopy release. Just like based, based on me reviewing Stop your it. film at Southern Illinois, your, your release is a little loopy. It, yeah, it's a little bulky like Baker Mayfield, but it's oh. it's it's nothing nothing different than what we've seen. I'm making that throw. Hold on. <laughs> we'll have that save that conversation for another time. It's a tough day to be an Aaron Rodgers stand. I'll tell you guys that right now, all right? Because the first time he did this, Mr. Pfizer, I got behind that. That's funny. Yeah, right? like, because he's ha-ha. needling people, which is like, fine. You're, you're needling people, and, and I know uh, that Travis Kelsey was going to laugh about it. And then what happened? He laughed about it, right? No big deal. And, and you're right, it died. But to force it into conversation yesterday was like so cringe yeah. for Aaron Rodgers because I know Pat... AJ, the rest of the crew didn't care, did not give a damn. They wanted a one-liner. That's right. all they were looking for. And, and the thing with with Pat McAfee, and you can tell, and some people have been hard on McAfee yesterday because they're saying, oh, he's just doing the Jimmy Fallon laugh thing at Aaron Rodgers. doesn't hold him accountable for anything. Here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers is, you'll agree with this, he's sensitive. So if Pat McAfee starts like pushing back with anything, you know what's going to happen? Aaron Rodgers is going to say, I'm not doing the show anymore. The yeah. reason Aaron Rodgers does the Pat McAfee show is because it's a safe haven. It's a bastion of of safety for yeah. him. It's a, it's a cocoon where he knows that, and, and and you want Aaron Rodgers on to be provocative. He's yeah. going to say things, and he's going to be interesting, and his stuff on football is great. But then he devolves into that, but you can't like shut him down on that because you want to maintain the guest appearance. Pat McAfee does his best. Now, I would do the same. God's honest truth. I would do the same thing if you I had to. someone him, like yeah. Aaron Rodgers who, like, I know that he has a a, a greater uh, a greater effect than he is people crapping all over it, but having to put Pat, it's disrespectful for Aaron Rodgers to put Pat McAfee through that because Pat McAfee's not going to win. And I yeah. saw a lot yesterday of oh ESPN they they wanted McAfee on at noon for for this drivel with Aaron Rodgers, and it sucks because largely Aaron Rodgers is interesting. But then when he does the smartest man in the room conspiracy theory stuff and puts McAfee in a terrible position, he takes unwarranted uh, criticism, and it sucks. Like Aaron Rodgers does not care about the people around him, and that's what makes me feel so angry sometimes about that guy because he's so selfish, so very selfish. Even after we saw Hard Knocks, we're looking at him in the locker room. He's so giving, but that stuff... That's selfish stuff, and he's dragging down Pat McAfee with him unnecessarily. It's uh, it's annoying be, because I you know I oftentimes call it the social media era, but we, we nitpick right because ninety percent of his appearances on Pat McAfee are talking they're football. Gold. Yeah. They're when phenomenal. He had Jake, he's working out. He's rehabbing in the same place J.K. Dobbins is. That's dope. And when J.K. Dobbins is 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 basically video bombing. This segment, that's cool. I mean, it's so damn cool. And but, when he breaks down the the Jets 
win over who was it? The Broncos. Yeah. Like the, the the X's and O's that and he what gives Mike you. McDaniel is doing with the offense a couple of weeks ago. That's good stuff. But you are talking about the crowd, right? That 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 small crowd of of uh, the run of the mill white guys who who really get pissed off when they hear about this kind of stuff. That's only five percent, maybe two percent of yeah. the interview, and that's what really gets plugged and played. It's annoying. He's he, Aaron Rodgers is catering to a small, small, small segment of the conspiracy theory population that that they're so vocal and they're so vociferous. And Aaron Rodgers knows he's going to hear from him that he says to himself, yeah, this is worth it because this is going to make me feel good. Like, you're Aaron Rodgers, man. You don't have to do that stuff. And it, and it, if you're really boys with Pat McAfee and with A.J. Hawk, it's dragging them down with you. Don't, don't drag them down with you, man. Don't do that. It's just, it's sort of villainous behavior, and I, it's unnecessary. He likes triggering people. I can get behind that. And I, I also think, you know, to, to we may, there may be text messages between Pat and Aaron. He's like, hey, I'm going to drop another one today. And he's like, oh, God, don't do it. Like, we, we don't know if they're laughing behind the scenes about all this and making fun of us. Like, I, I, I don't know. But again, it's also, like, it's not cool. Pat like, McAfee's we, not bothered by it, I don't think, though. I, I don't know. He's cool with it. Who? Pat McAfee? I don't think he's bothered by it. Like you, like what you were saying. I don't know I if think you're he'd necessarily it. joking. I don't know, but I think he'd prefer it not to happen. Maybe, but also he's not like. Yes, there's going to be some internet warriors that criticize Pat McAfee for not being a more stern journalist. But for the most of us, we understand what Pat McAfee's role in all of this well, is. But you don't have to be a journalist. Like, and Pat McAfee's not a journalist, and right. he, he would never proclaim himself yeah, yeah. to be. I think that some people would would uh, would say, "Why doesn't Pat McAfee just shut that down?" Because he could. He could say, "Aaron, let's not go to that place." But, not, but instead, he's like, <laughs> like that was my impression of Pat McAfee while Aaron Rodgers is doing that about Travis Kelsey. When he could easily say, "Hey, let's like let's let's talk about Zach Wilson." Like, how's he coming that's around? Not Pat McAfee, though, that's not the brand that he's built. That's not what he we expected to see from him. And ESPN but, hired him. We knew what Pat sure, McAfee was. But what we, I'm saying though is he he's going to obviously coddle Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron yes. Rodgers knows that. Yes. So I think Pat, in his mind probably is and maybe i'm giving pat too much respect i don't know but in his mind he's saying oh god uh, but but you got to coddle aaron and aaron's taking advantage of him because he knows that that pat mcafee's not going to push back on him because this is good business right here i i, I definitely see both and I, I think if josh cohen were on the show right now he'd try to break down the body language and the words that pat mcafee <laughs> said because you heard him say maybe he'll do that at four today because yeah. you heard pat mcafee in that clip when aaron Rodgers brought up the vaccine stuff vax wars that pat mcafee went oh boy so yeah, like right. I, I think he kind of showed his cards there. Like, oh yeah. God, we got to do this. And but, I thought that was genuine. I didn't think that did. was him just trying to play it up. I did. I think he was. Oh, but then he can't say no, 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 no. no let's switch directions. Yeah. Like it's Aaron Rodgers dominates that segment. And then to Theo's point, like th- this is Pat's brand. He's going to love. He's bathing in it. I mean, we're down here in West Palm talking about it. It, it got the most social media engagement that anything else did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like you got to love that side of it too. It helps the brand. It helps. It does. You know, yeah, promotes the, the show. It promotes the show. We're right. talking about the Pat McAfee show. For it, right, right, but. but but for me, like Aaron Rodgers is clearly trying to just be a villain. Uh, he he he's trying to be yeah. a villain. Dylan Brooks called himself Dylan the villain. Aaron Rodgers is actively trying to be a villain. Aaron Rodgers is my personal sports villain, right up there with Joe Cronin. Aaron Rodgers and Joe Cronin are my personal sports villains. Who's your personal sports villain? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Who's your personal sports villain? 888-760-3776. He is Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3.
From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. October 20th through the 22nd, big boy golf action, live golf team championship, Trump National Doral. Again, October 20th through the 22nd, it's the three-day team event. Mix a head-to-head match play, foursomes, team stroke play, Looking to crown the second team championship in live golf history. It all plays out at Trump National Doral, October 20th through the 22nd. Get your tickets, livegolf.com, livegolf.com. Live performances by Alesso on Saturday, Fisher on Sunday. It's a three-day golf festival, food, kids zones, fan village. There is something for everybody at the Live Golf Team Championship, October 20th through the 22nd at Trump National Doral. Get your tickets. Find out more. LiveGolf.com. LiveGolf.com. The Live Golf Team Championship, October 20th through the 22nd. That's LiveGolf.com. Villains. Who's your personal sports villain? We've all got them. Mine, it's it's Aaron Rodgers who won't let the vaccine thing go. Like just making an ass of himself. Come debate me, Team Pfizer, Travis Kelsey, who mm. has much better things to do, like play for a championship and uh, date Taylor Swift. Uh, the man's His getting hands are a, full. Like, the man's getting COVID boosters and making checks. Uh, the last thing he's going to do is call Anthony Fauci and come debate you, uh, Aaron. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers and Joe Cronin, those are my uh, two personal. Uh, sports villains. Who who's who's villainous in in Theo Dorsey's personal world? This one was actually more. It was easier for me than I thought it would be. Um, but it's Jason Tatum. Hmm. Hmm. And it, it interesting. Ha- I I I did not see that coming. So I was gonna go with like the Bengals and Joe Burrow, but honestly, Joe Burrow doesn't really move me in that way. More so, Bengals fans kind of tick me off a little bit. Um, he didn't start the whole Burrowhead thing. He wasn't the one that was heralding himself above Patrick Mahomes. That was uh, the likes of Dan Orlowski and the rest of the other people that were speaking uh, right. speaking blasphemous. But no, I think to me it's Jason Tatum. Um, as a guy that the Miami Heat have seen three of the last four years um, in the conference finals, as a guy that so many people try and herald above Jimmy Butler, they try to act like he's this uh, killer even though I've seen him be slain multiple times, and also a guy that is also a competitor to my favorite team. Like, they're a team that you got to get through year after year. Uh, Jason Tatum's the easiest villain to me in my sports fandom. And when he uh, beat Jimmy Butler in a Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, he uh, texted a dead guy and uh, then posted it to social media. Right, that was... Ooh. And then wearing the, the Lakers yeah. armband for Kobe... Yeah. In a Celtics uniform for Game 7 was also. The epitome of cornballism is texting a dead guy, texting Kobe Bryant, and then posting said text to social media so you can get clicks. Yeah. After the fact, too. He after did it the after fact. the fact. Yeah. Because if he would have lost that game, he wouldn't have he posted wouldn't, that no, text. Right, right, right. He wouldn't have, he, and he probably wouldn't have texted Kobe. Weird. <laughs> That's weirdo behavior. Yeah. Right there. Uh, Stone, I'm curious what you think about this. James Franklin... Who I think is, is, unless I'm wrong, he's held in pretty high esteem amongst uh, uh, his, his Q rating amongst college football fans is pretty high. No, no doubt. Yeah. Penn State head coach James Franklin. He had an exchange yesterday with a, uh, with a beat writer for Penn State. And it didn't go particularly well. I think James Franklin was a little extra here. I think James Franklin kind of knew what this reporter was, was getting at and decided to go the villain route. But I'm curious, 
what you guys think. James Franklin, Penn State head coach, being a villain here, or was he rightfully being a little bit of a jerk? Here's, uh, here's James Franklin. Last question from Zoom, Corey Geiger. Hey, good afternoon, James. Hey, Corey. A follow-up to what uh, you were just asked there about Drew. Is there a balance, though, between, hey, we need you to throw the ball deep no matter Just take a shot. Don't, don't overthink it. Take a shot. We need to see it. We're going to call it. And, and we need you to get some confidence in doing this as opposed to even giving a young quarterback a chance to say, hey, just check it down if, if, if it's not there. I, I don't really understand what you're saying because we would never like I'm like my skin is curling when you say just drop back and chuck it deep no matter what like like that is like I, I don't even know what you're I don't know what you're saying it's like you're speaking like from just Mars. Send a guy on a post pattern take the shot throw it no matter receiver, what give your receiver a chance to make a play on a ball uh, even if he might be covered 30 yards down the field, maybe you think he'll be open 45 yards down the field and, and like Godwin did or with Jahan or KJ. We, you, we've you, we, like, like I still don't like you're speaking Japanese. Like, like we, we have never done that. Just throw the ball up and maybe he'll be open and maybe he'll catch. Like my skin is like, like my, I'm, I'm, like you're making me uncomfortable. Like I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So okay. yeah, we 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 would not do that. We would never do that. We've never thought about doing that as a head coach, as an offensive coordinator, as a receivers coach. I coached the receivers. I didn't want them to do that. Um, so no, no, strong no. Like yeah, no. I'm hoping we can cut this out so this doesn't even like get out into the universe. I mean, <laughs> uh, Penn State has problems with long, explosive plays. And that writer is trying to at least like tap into, hey, uh, do, you, do you set up a situation where <laughs> You put a receiver in a good one-on-one situation, and like that—that that to me is what the writer is trying to trying to say. James Franklin, to me, that seemed a little excessive. Stone, you're a you're a football guy. You played the sport. You're the only one in here who played it at the college level, at a high level. Even though you couldn't make that 45-yard uh, fade throw to Tyree Kill, in my opinion, not a fade. You called it a fade. It's a go ball. Okay, but you called it a fade. You said it was. A- you said, okay, you said it's a fade ball. Nope. You There's said no, it. No okay. record of that. Wow. I'm gonna have to go to the tape. We're going to. The what tape. did you think of uh, of James Franklin? There was that. Uh, was that a villain move? Listen, no, it wasn't a villain move. This video is now my spirit animal, um, in a, in a form of a two minute clip. This is my favorite clip of all time, as of 2023, right now. Uh, no, you step on this guy's throat and you don't let him breathe. You eat him alive, chew him up, spit him out. This thing needs to go out into the universe. There are too many of these guys, who quote-unquote, call themselves media that don't have a clue. I get where you're going in regards to, yeah, he was talking about explosive plays and, and stuff, but it's, 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 it speaks to a bigger problem, I think, in, in the media realm right now. Like There are too many guys employed by certain schools or certain entities that, that one, think they have a voice, that, that, like I said, get paid by some of these people who don't really know ball. This is awesome. This is awesome. He, this the, the Coach Franklin put on for all the other coaches in the NCAA, whatever the division, regardless. He put on for all the players. 
this guy, I don't, I don't know who Corey is. I haven't looked him up. I, I think he's out there tweeting that he's receiving death threats mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. That's pretty normal behavior. I, I, well, but appropriate for the Penn State fan base. I would I would also and and uh, venture out to say that he probably is not receiving death threats. It's an easy card to pull. Oh, so you're going to call him a liar? I, I would love to call him a liar in a spot like this. A let's little. book Corey <laughs> Geiger for tomorrow. DK, DKPittsburghSports.com. Let's let's book him tomorrow and you can you can ask him if he's lying. <laughs> and he's just going to say, no, I've received death threats. Like He's not going to be able to prove whether or not he has. If he wants to show me DMs, that's fine. All I'm regardless. saying is that would be that would be par for the course for the Penn State fan base. Absolutely, who still think that uh, Joe Paterno did nothing wrong? A top ten team in the country, Penn State. No, you step on this guy's throat. Like I said, there are too many of these guys who consider themselves media who think they understand football and want to go after a guy like James Franklin, who spends every waking, breathing moment watching tape, breaking down film, trying to gather an offense for Drew Aller, a really good quarterback, actually, a uh, top five quarterback in the country. I'll say this is this is a. Uh, there's so many ways to go about this, but I love what James Franklin did. I think he took one for the team in a sense of acting like a villain, but plenty of coaches want to do this, and this guy set himself up like a golf ball on a tee, and all James Franklin did was pull out a driver and bash this guy. What I think about it, I think James Franklin was having a bad day, and like a jackass, he took it out on Corey Geiger. That from, from James Franklin is jackass behavior, pulling a power play just to make yourself feel better. Yes and no. I mean, the question wasn't worded. And we can book James good. Franklin, and I'll tell him. I'll straight up tell him you acted like a jackass. The, the, the question wasn't worded very good. He could have just said, "Hey, are you are you looking to maybe dial up more shot plays?" Right. Yeah, you could you could flat out leave it at, "I don't understand what you're saying." Like, yeah, we want to we want to throw the deep ball more, um, but we're not going to force anything. Yeah, he could have said that. But yeah. instead, he my bloods my my skin's curling. What does that even mean? That's not even a thing. You meant curdling. Not curling. Uh, and the, oh, I hope, uh, I don't even want to put this out into the universe. I hope uh, we edit. Shut up. But like, this, shut up. This, this Corey guy probably spends his Saturdays bashing the Penn State offense for, for why they're not taking shots down the field. And, and he, he just well, doesn't he know. He wrote a whole feature on it. And it's actually very educated uh, the problem they have with the deep ball because he actually did his research because he has actually is good at his job, it appears. Uh, Corey Geiger is not good at his job. He, he, he exposed himself in, in not knowing the sport. It was a, like he didn't use any verbiage that these coaches use. And I think when you talk about having a bad day, no, it comes from James Franklin sitting in staff meetings for. for Four hours yesterday, breaking down tape, getting together with the offense, talking all football, right? Breaking down what they're going to do, this, that, and this. And then, in a sense, he's wasting his time talking to the media. You guys are wasting my time. If you want to talk about shot plays and stuff, do that. If you want to talk about you know statistics of what Drew is, I'll explain some of that and why we don't necessarily have to do that a lot of the times. We'll just beat teams regardless. At least, no, no. You don't let up on these guys. Get out of the room. Figure out a way to ask a better question, and I'm on to the next. I, I am a, a millionaire football coach who is coached to, who's asked to coach football players at, at a very high level. Who's now some t- jackass asking questions mm. who clearly doesn't know football. Get out of my room. I don't care. No, that's good. No, James Franklin, millionaire uh, head football coach who's uh, never won a conference championship uh, and has never even sniffed a college football player. He's, but, he coaches okay. Penn State. Behave, behave. My point it, exactly. No, you got to go through Ohio State if you ever want to win anything big. It's not easy. It's not a fun task. James Franklin, clearly having a bad day yesterday. That Corey is, Geiger clearly doesn't know football. <laughs> okay, Corey Geiger also, and you're right, it was a waste of time going to James Franklin, who provided nothing because Corey Geiger wrote an in-depth feature about the problems James Franklin's offense is having, pushing the ball down the field, and what will once again keep James Franklin out of the college football playoff and away from a Big Ten championship. Uh, that's Theo, that's Stone. I'm Kenneth Lavica, Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. 
from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. The best daily fantasy is prize picks. Use the promo code KLV. Double your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. A little Major League Baseball action tonight. Playoffs. And, of course, tomorrow we get back into the NFL. We get into week six. Prize picks. Best daily fantasy. It's prize picks. Promo code KLV. Double your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. Real quickly, uh, Theo, uh, what is the, the best way when you're standing up there, when you're trying to present on television, what is the best way to, to, to present? I, I, I'm trying to think. Uh... Teleprompt. Oh, 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 teleprompter. All right. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.